right, welcome back to the Mail-In Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Shivery, coming to you live from my dining area in my house. Uh, joining me is Sally DeFreeze. Sally, what's up? I'm great, Dylan. How are you? you didn't even ask me how I was. You asked what's up. What I was going to say is <laughs> that Will and I mentioned prior to this is that we just ate lunch. We had some Mexican pizzas. And we put fresh jalapenos on them. And then also some Doña Salsa, which those outside of Austin who don't have Taco Deli, Doña Salsa is like a really, really spicy salsa. And right as the intro was starting, I touched my eye Uh-oh. and I haven't washed my hands. That's like, I I should know better, especially in the, these times. Like, or I don't think I washed my hands well enough. Like I definitely washed my hands after we ate, but like, I don't think I scrubbed hard enough to get the jalapeno off. I actually have some Donia sauce in the fridge right now because uh, I ordered from there not so long ago and mm-hmm. they just loaded me up with it. And that's like my favorite stuff. Whole squad going big on Donia. We bought like a container of it, like an eight ounce or 10 ounce container of it from Whole Foods. And it is delightful. Put it on everything. Speaking of we, uh, producer Dave is uh, still not with us, but we have producer Will in the house who's sitting, I think, across from Sally. I'm not sure. What's yeah, up, we're on island. Uh, it's me. What's up, guys? Great to be here. You're so obnoxious. Big fan of the mail-in podcast. <laughs> can I can I be the uh, the glue guy right now? Let's do it. Man, are you guys just totally sick of each other yet? You're just on top of each other all the time, huh? Um, we're. Not, I still have to go to work, so we we're not totally sick of each other. But we have gotten in some like dumb quarantine fights. You know, where you're just like, why do we, why are we arguing about this right now? It's the quarantine talking a lot of the time, but yeah. honestly, this week, this, we haven't had like a bad week of quarantine, but this week has been smoother sailing in terms of like not getting mad about like really minute bullshit. Yeah. Have y'all kind of uh, like quarantine just in general, have you kind of hit a stride with it as it becomes like so routine now, I kind of like a runner side, like the, the first mile of running it's just terrible but then you start you like hit a different gear and it's like i'm out here i'm doing it and it you know it doesn't suck as much are y'all there yet at all yes yeah yeah it's just it's become so normal now i don't know i just getting used to it i don't know it's like easier to do the home part i'm not really used to the work part but that's probably because our our situation is changing daily yeah so like there's days where i I'm just on call and I don't have to go into work. So I am missing out on some of that routine, but yeah. Yeah. People who are still having going to work like you, um, probably not as different. I mean, most people obviously just don't leave their house at all. It's just weird. When I, when I drove to Matt's yesterday to pick up my food, there were a lot of people on South Lamar. Like it was pretty active. A lot of people walk on their dogs and a lot of cars on the road. I was surprised to see it. Yeah. I, I will say that, Driving like at 3 p.m. when it's normally really trafficy has been great because I literally am just like no one's on the road. But there were more cars on South Lamar. Was that yesterday? Yeah, yesterday because I was in South Lamar too coming home from work. And I was like kind of surprised that people aren't or I guess are in their cars. I didn't see as many people out though, but that was at like 3 p.m. And it was really, really hot yesterday. So I don't know. I'm concerned about uh getting back into my normal routine i'm worried that it's going to feel like a massive undertaking because i'm just turning into a sloth and i have i've had the same thoughts too yes i'm worried about like you know like how much of a burden these really minute tasks that i do every day are going to turn into and so i'm just worried that like 
going to the store is not going to be as like routine for me. And so it's- I think I'm, I think what I'm more worried about is like when some of these things get lifted, I'm not worried, but I'm interested to see how we interact with each other, you know, like seeing people for the first time, like I still see people at work, but nobody touches or anything. Like I don't shake anybody's hand or anything anymore, but it's going to be weird if we like all go to mats, like, are we going to hug? Are we going to be weirded out by that? Cause I guess I'm hugging China, the fuck out of people in China. They just like opened Wuhan like right. yesterday. And there was all these pictures. People are still wearing masks and stuff. They're just more people in the streets, but I think that they're still trying to distance. I think we're going to see people in masks for quite some time. Oh yeah. I think it's so. going to be a pretty yeah. interesting Traveling. thing. Yeah, people are gonna oh, be wearing masks for like the next year, traveling at least. Yeah, tra- I don't yeah. Think that I was ahead of the curve on this, but I think people, a lot more people, would be wiping down their airline seats with wet ones and/or antibacterial wipes. I'm just saying. Hey, I heard you are a wet one. Oh my gosh! Ooh. I think those are the lyrics. <laughs> I think it is. What? Just, I am speechless right now. What? <laughs> Okay, maybe we should get into some oh, questions. All right, before we do that, the hotline number is 888-362-MAIL. That's M-A-I-L. That's 888-362-6245. You can also write in if you would prefer. There's a link in our Twitter bio, and that's at Mail-In Podcast. Are you guys ready to jump in? Always. Let's do it. We have eight questions today, three of which are voicemails. Let's do the first one. Will, if you don't mind, sir. First time, long time. I'm 26 years old and I'm starting to notice my gray hairs a lot more since I don't get a haircut due to the quarantine. It's scattered on the top of my head and on, on the back. I'm wondering, Dylan, when did you start noticing your grays? Were you self-conscious about it? Did you try to hide it? I've been debating for a while about dying it. Sally, what are your thoughts as well from a girl's perspective? My girlfriend tells me not to worry about it, but I still feel self-conscious. Thanks, guys. Love the pod. Peace. All right. So I started noticing my grays. I believe I was 20 or 21. So I'm 36 now. So I mean, I have 16 years of gray development. I still don't have much coverage. I have just a little bit on the wings and then just kind of scattered throughout, you know, above like the sides of my head. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty sparse really. I don't have a whole lot going on. So it's very gradually uh, getting grayer, which Honestly, I'm a little disappointed. I wanted to be more gray than I am right now. My dad, salt and pepper. My dad is like white. Like his hair is white, white. And I guess when I like growing up, when he was in his you know 40s or whatever, it was much grayer by that point than mine is now. So I'm kind of losing hope that I'm going to keep graying. But like I said, 20 or 21 started to come in. I was kind of pumped about it. I think it's a cool look. Uh, and most people, most guys that age don't have any gray at all. So I was like, oh, this is kind of different or whatever. And I, I was into it. I've never, ever been ashamed of my gray. And I think I think it's kind of tight. I don't know. I agree. I, I feel like I'm thinking back now, 26. I was like post-college living in Houston. I think a couple of my guy friends had gray hair. And no one really thought either way about it. You know? I mean, yeah. maybe four of them had it and I just didn't know because they were dying it. But I definitely had a couple guy friends who had it either like in their hair or in their beard. And to me, that doesn't bother me. I don't know. I think girls, it matters a lot more. And definitely some of my girlfriends started getting grades around that time too. And they were dying it. Really? Uh-huh. I ha- I feel like it happens more to brunettes than it does to blondes or redheads. 
Like I, I have a couple of brunette friends whose hair started going gray and they would dye it. But I, I don't know. This doesn't bother me. And I think I'm kind of in the same camp as his girlfriend. Like if Will had grays, I'd be like, yeah, go for it. I like a salt and pepper look, but I also think like if it bothers him, you can home dye like so easily, especially if he's got brown hair. Like all you have to do is like slap a little dye on those or on top of your hair. I mean, I don't know. I dyed my eyebrows last week myself. So if I can do my actual eyebrows that sit on my face, like I think somebody can get their grays to go away. Will, you know? do you have any grays at all? Uh, I don't have any grays up top. Um, by up top, I mean my my head of hair, not but in my beard, I've seen some white hairs popping up. And I'll be honest, I'm not a fan of how little gray hair I have. I wish I had more. I would rather have some, you know, I want some gray in the beard. I would like some in the maybe the wings of my hair. I haven't gotten that much and it will come. I have this pretty much the same uh, DNA as my dad, pretty much exactly. And so I will get gray at some point, but it hasn't really sprung up yet to be an issue. And it's more confusing when I look at my beard now and I think like, huh, what's this white hair doing there? And I always pluck it out and I'm like, damn, I should have left it. Yeah, I have a few grays in the the shitty beard that I have that I'm pretty excited about. I've also noticed I have a few um, gray chest hairs now, which is kind of a oh, new development in the past year. So well. I have like three of them and they're pretty tight looking. They're like very white. And so I if like, I... Well, is Sally, is your hair going to get white? My hair is getting lighter with each successive year, and I think it's going to turn white. Because it's I, already I, getting kind of blonder. Are you going to let that happen or dye it? Um, I don't know yet. I've, if you would have asked me like six months ago, I've been like, I'm going to dye it. But now I'm kind of like, eh. Well, like as long as it all goes at the same time, like it starts just like fading <laughs> gradually. I don't really care. What I, see? This is something I've always kind of wondered. When it comes to like as as Sally, as you get older. Are you always going to keep your hair in the same hairstyle? Um, I will probably always keep it long. Because but you don't I don't see I a do lot of older women with that, like long, like wavy hair. They always like seem to like they turn forty and it's like, all right, I'm cutting it all off and going with like the manager haircut. Well, no, it's not always a manager haircut, but usually I think people call it the mom haircut. Like tend to cut their hair shorter. Mm -hmm. I will never forget my grandmother telling me this was like five years ago. She was like. You all need to cut your hair short right now because you're going to meet a guy. He's going to fall in love with your long hair and then you're never going to be able to cut it because he's going to love it too much. And that is so unbecoming on a mom. That's what she told me. I was like, <laughs> all right, uh, but I, I don't think like my hair used to be really long, like to my waist. Now it's probably like to my armpit or boob. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but it's not as long anymore. And the older I get, the more, like annoying long hair becomes. So maybe that's just how people feel. I also think part of the reason that moms cut their hair short is because they have kids who are like trying to pull their hair. Like it's just annoying to deal with. I think the older you become, you're just like, eh, I don't want to deal with this anymore. My hair's pretty manageable. Like I don't have to do a lot to it. And most of the time it's up in a scrub cap. So I don't really care. But I do think that having long hair as a girl later on in life is just, not something people do often, but I don't feel like people look down on it. I don't know. I think it's just something that you kind of, as you get older, you mm -hmm. get shorter. I don't know. I think my older man hair goals is Jimmy Johnson. You seen yeah. his head of hair, Will? He's got oh, yeah. like a full head of hair. It's thick. 
and it's as white as can be. Yeah. Oh, that's absolutely it. I mean, he has perfect older man flow. It's unbelievable. I don't think my hair is ever, unless I'm like 80, I think it's going to be a very long time before my hair just goes straight white. I don't think I'm ever going to get there. My dad still has a lot of brown in his hair, more brown than white. So yeah. I don't know. I'm just going to have to do that salt and pepper and push it, you know? <laughs> Stop. All right, you let's could go put First voicemail, ladies and gentlemen. Get excited. Here we go. Hey guys, this is Lisa from the Bay. Um, may not be tactical, I'm a little buzzed, but I just got home for my second date. Uh, this guy picked me up, took me to Napa for wine tasting, uh, to dinner and more drinks. It was a great date, uh, but weird move, he ordered for me all day. Even when I tried to tell him a preference, he pulled the, oh no, you'll love this move. Kind of a weird move. I was not a fan. I like to order for myself, independent woman. You know how it is. Um, what do I do? How do I bring this up next time? Because well, I kind of want to give him another date. But also, what the heck? Okay, thanks. Love you. Bye. Man, shouts to people in the San Francisco, Oakland area who can who have Napa Valley as a viable date option. I didn't even think about that. Must be nice. I mean, yeah, it is a, did we get a, this pre-quarantine? Yeah, this is this okay. is pre-quarantine. I'm well, sure. I, I'm. I'm Happy to answer questions preteen. And I agree with you. I'm so jealous that these people get to just like pop over to Napa. I mean, that's a trek, right? But it's still, you can, I you mean, can pull that off. It's like an hour. Yeah. That's awesome. It's definitely doable. Like that's a date, right? It there. would be like going to Fredericksburg for us probably, but like obviously way more dope than going to Fredericksburg. Yeah. Well, you know? yeah. Napa uh, I hate this. I do not like this at all. Not one bit. I feel like it's a very old fashioned, like like I'm the I'm the man, head of the household type of move that is just totally outdated. Uh yeah, I this seems like a very aggressive move to pull, especially on a first date. And I I, I feel like I I get where he's coming from, like if he's trying to give her recommendations or something, but I agree. And I'm I'm not coming from a standpoint of like women can choose for themselves, blah blah blah. Like I, I'm more like if somebody did that to me all day, I'd be like, what's your problem? Just like, let me choose and just give me recommendations if you want. But like, whatever your taste is, is not necessarily what my taste is. Now, so, ordering ordering for a girl, I think is still in play and something that some guys do, but not, not picking what they're ordering, just being like, hey, what do you want? And then be like, oh, she'll have, you know, the salmon right. or whatever. That's still a thing that people do. But I, straight up just choosing what she's going to order, you, you just can't do that. And it's, I think it's more egregious that he did it all day. It would be one thing if they were like at a nice dinner and he did it and you're just kind of like, oh, surprising, intriguing, maybe. Like maybe they're at a nice dinner at the end of the night. He does it. He kind of balls out. You're like, that was interesting. Don't know how I feel about it, but I'd like to see some more of that or figure that out versus like him doing it all day long, like from what wine you're drinking to like whatever you have for lunch versus what you have for dinner. Like that's just overboard. I, if, if I went on a date with a girl and she knew the Napa Valley as well as everybody and like whatever, and I went to a restaurant and she was ordering for me the entire time, I would be so annoyed. Like you, it's a first date. You don't know my preferences. You don't know what I want. Uh, like I don't like to be told what I'm eating at any point. It would just be such a turnoff if this was flipped yeah. and it shouldn't make it more acceptable that this is like a guy who's trying to be gentlemanly. The, the first thing I do at a restaurant when the waiter comes up to take our order is default to you. 
What do you mean? I always say oh, like, like Sally, let go me ahead. choose. Yeah. yeah. Like you go ahead first. Like it's the complete opposite of being like, oh, the lady will have the blah, blah, blah. It's uh, way too controlling. It's right. douchey. It's what, like, like I said, I would maybe be intrigued if it was like a, he, he orders the bottle of champagne without checking what you want and maybe lets you order your own drink too. Like that's one thing like balling out on a nice bottle of wine, but it's another to just like choose somebody's steak for them and how they want it cooked. But if say that you have like an appetizer and there's like an appetizer on the menu that goes under the radar and you need to order that for the table, by all means, if it's an appetizer, take control and be like, you know what? We're going to have one of these. It's amazing here. When it comes to an entree, you got to let it breathe. You got to let somebody else uh, make the call. Yeah. Yeah. That's if the date, if the date went well enough, otherwise that you like want, you know, a second date, like talking to him, like bringing this up is absolutely in, in bounds. You can do that. Like, yeah. you know, you gotta, you gotta cut it out with the ordering formula. Like I'm a grown ass woman. I can order for myself. I like to actually choose what I eat at dinner. Right. Just talk to him. Yeah. Other sure. than that, it sounds like a dope date. Really? It does sound great. Yeah. Like I would say this is a deal breaker, but like at the same time, like you're kind of just if getting wine and dined in Napa. Like that's going to be taking great. you to Napa. Like there could be some fun times ahead for you. If you stick with this a little bit longer. Yeah. I I mean, I want an update from this girl, but I also want to say just as a general to everyone, guys don't, or girls don't order for the other person unless it's like a one-off, like we talked about. It's just, it's a douchey move in my opinion. Douchey. Interesting. Uh, do you guys see what time it is? Yeah. On my movement. Oh, it's time to start the movement. We know things are crazy right now while staying inside and staying inside all day can be rough. We're spending more time than ever on our digital screens while we work, scroll, and binge our favorite shows from home. That's why the team over at Movement wants to make things easier on the eyes with the EverScroll solution. Have you guys heard about this? I have. Movement's EverScroll blue light filtering glasses protect your eyes from the damaging effects of blue light like headaches, eye strain, and poor sleep. And they look great doing it. Uh, I mean, have you guys used blue blockers before? Uh, I yes, have. I have. Um, it's too bad Randy isn't on here to talk about his right now because he stole his from me. So Dude, you love uh, to see that. that. That's how much he was into them. But yeah, they are tight. I do enjoy them. The thing about movement is that they've got quality protection and style. The lens are completely clear, so you can't tell that they've got the protective blue light coating. And the frames are from movement's best-selling fashion eyewear collections, so they look sharp. And whether it's glasses or watches, I mean, everything at movement is looking very, very sharp. Uh Right now, they're starting at just 60 bucks. So take care of yourself with better sleep, better focus, and better style. Get 15% off today with free shipping and free returns by going to movement.com slash mail-in. Get the EverScroll solution. Better sleep, better focus, better style. Go to movement.com slash mail-in. Join the movement. You guys ready for the next the next uh, question? Let's yes. hear it. Hello, all. This is a long one, so pardon me. Pardon my long-windedness, guys. I live in a three-bedroom apartment in Chicago. Since the first day working from home became a common thing in the workforce, the girlfriend of one of my roommates has been staying with us basically 24-7. She works here every day, all day, out in the living room, and she's here all the time on weekends. She has even gone so far as to bring a landline phone from her work to our apartment to answer calls. While she posted up in the living room kitchen area, her boyfriend, aka my roommate, works from his desk in his room. This forces me to stay in my room all day as I'm on the phone constantly for work. She cooks all of her meals here, showers here, even gets her mail delivered here. She lives, she now lives here basically. I know our apartment is not as nice as, or I know her apartment is not as nice as our apartment and she doesn't know her roommates all that well, 
But is that an excuse to basically move into our apartment without any warning or my roommate asking? What's the move here? Do I just suck it up because COVID-19 or do I say something? Thanks and stay safe. Okay. First of all, bringing a landline phone from the office to us, to your house, to someone else's house is a very bold move. Secondly, I have logistical questions about how you actually pull something like that off. I mean, how many apartments modern day are wired for like a landline phone? I think every, well, if you have a phone, Jack, you can get a phone number, right? So okay, most places don't have phone jacks though. Yeah, they do because I mean, of cable and stuff. Okay. I don't know. That's okay. true. So you can have a landline. I don't, I mean, the, what maybe my confusion is like, if you bring your landline phone, I think you have to call and get service set up. So like, is AT&T just popping by to like set up the service for you? Like, yeah. and what you have, I guess you have phone calls to, from your office forwarded to the house, the one at your residence now. I guess Again, I, I do. Basically, this is a weird move. This. Can you imagine sitting there just like trying to watch something on streaming, like just taking the afternoon off, and you just got your buddy's girlfriend answering landline phone calls in your living room? No, this I would I would absolutely speak up. I'd be like, look, look, you gotta you gotta get her out of here, man. She's got to go back to her place. This is not her office. Like I'm trying to, and you know, and being locked down, stuck in your place, it's tough, right? But if you like can't even enjoy your living room and your kitchen because someone who's not paying rent is occupying it pretty much throughout the day, that's that's unacceptable to me. Do you think she should just huddle up in his in the, her boyfriend's bedroom and just work straight strictly from there? Yes. Yes. Look, like, if you're encroaching in communal areas, if you're encroaching in someone else's home, if you're squatting and spending a lot of time there or whatever, you need to go out of your way to not disrupt the, you know the roommates, everyone who's actually paying to live there, you can't disrupt their day-to-day -day routine. You have to just kind of be in the shadows a little bit and go with the flow and stay out of the way. You can't set up shop in the, the most, you know, the busiest common areas. Absolutely not. I have a feeling this is happening a lot more than I initially realized before this question. I think that I kind of took for granted when this all started that most of the people that I know at my age are either married or in a serious relationships with somebody that they live with or live alone. Like th that, are, those are the groups of people that I know besides my little brother who lives with three other guys, like in a house. And I know one of the guys fiancés basically lives there now. Um, and that was pre quarantine. So I haven't talked to him about how this is all going. I think that they had already like worked out some stuff and they have a lot more room than like being in an apartment cause they live in a house. But I think that this is happening a lot more than probably what like my day to day would realize just because I don't think I'm in the age bracket really like where a lot of my friends have roommates and stuff. Um, but that's going to be difficult cause it's like, I think if I, I'm thinking back now, like if I, five years ago, this would have happened. I had one roommate. I would obviously want to quarantine with Will. Like we're in a relationship. I would like to be in the same place and it would not make sense for us to keep going back and forth. But I think that that's totally something that you have to bring up with your roommate before you let your significant other do. Like Oh. I and th we've got this question before pre-quarantine. I mean, obviously now it's amplified because these people aren't leaving their house and they're all working from home. But we've gotten questions before where it's like my roommate's girlfriend basically moved in and like, doesn't pay for shit. Like, what do we do? Like, I, I think one, 
everyone should try to be self-aware when they're doing this, when they're in a relationship, but obviously not everyone is. And I think this guy is valid in saying like, we're all here. We're all working from home. Like we need to make space for everyone to do what they're doing, you know? And like, hopefully she's self-aware enough, which maybe she's not to like be pitching in for groceries and like utilities and all those other things that you should be doing. If you're, she's not doing that. Just I know. To be clear. I'm just There's saying no that's way this like girl is doing that. The, decent thing to do. So if you're listening and you're quarantined with your significant other and they have roommates, like do the right thing and like make them dinner and be a good house guest because I'm sure that you are glad that you have them. Like you can be with your significant other and you don't have to be with your roommates. You don't know that well, but you need to be a valuable member of the quarantine house. This you know? is more on the roommate than it is the, the girl. Oh, absolutely. The roommate sure. question about it. And from the perspective of somebody like this will ruin your, your relationship with your roommate. And so like he just needs to handle it. You got to figure it out and you got to set some ground, well, ground rules he just and do probably it. needs to say something to the roommate. You know, I, I'm just saying, I think that probably a lot of our listeners are in the same predicament, whether or not they're the roommate or the roommate's girlfriend, or they're the person who wrote in. Like, I think that there are probably a lot of people in this. So Honesty, always the best policy. You're completely valid in saying something to your roommate and saying like, hey, can she work in your room? Or like, can she pitch in for this? Because she's living there, essentially. And probably will be for the next four weeks. So it's definitely worth having, you know, yeah. the roommate or the girlfriend contribute more. Look, you got you to talk to the roommate, obviously. But let's not act like this is an easy conversation to have. This is going to be very uncomfortable. I've had very to have... I had a guy, one of my friends who, um, this is a, a while ago, he lived with me, he was a, a roommate, and he just did not clean up anything. Like, he was an absolute slob. And I actually owned the house, and so he was paying me rent. So it was obviously my responsibility to be like, all right, look. And uh, it was one of the most difficult conversations I've ever had. I basically just told him that he needs to you know, start pulling his weight around the house. And like the week following that was pretty uncomfortable. So yeah, you got to do it. But I mean, we can also acknowledge this is not an easy conversation to have with someone who's your buddy. Right. Yeah. Ooh. Let us know how it goes. Yeah. It's not going to end well. I can tell you that right now. Yeah, let's do the next one, Will. All right. Dear Dilly, Sally and Will, I'm a 29 year old guy. Do you have any good recommendations for skincare, especially when it comes to the face? I don't have any acne, but I'm trying to keep a good youthful glow as long as I can. Any tips? 29 years old. This is a great time to start moisturizing, which is a, something that I picked up probably in the last couple of years. Will, I know That's you've been doing it for a minute. Answer exactly, Dylan. Way to go. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't realize how important it was until I met Sally and she kind of expressed uh, why you should do it. And the one thing I always wondered was, you know, what's the one thing I can do to my face that will make sure that I look young 10 years yeah. from now? Because I felt like I was starting to look older than what I looked. And I want to be able to look younger. I think I can remember down to like the exact day that I started to notice crow's feet on the side of my face. Just kind of subtle, you know. But um, those lines in your face, they really start to show up in your late 20s, early 30s. And they did yeah. for me. And I was like, oh, shit. I, I'd never taken it seriously, really. I have pretty naturally, naturally oily skin as it is. So I think um, I was kind of late to, to get kind of like lines in my face, which I know it's, you know, good for me. I get it. But um, yeah, I started to moisturize 
And I also recently I started doing the uh, like the anti-aging eye cream underneath the eye, like for the bags and the darkness. And that that <laughs> I'm doing all this shit now. You got to do it as you get older, man. It's weird how things change. You really should be doing it like when you're 20. But yeah, no one thinks about their skin when they're 20 like that. Yeah, no one. Um, biggest things for this guy, you can keep it really simple. You don't have to do a whole situation. One. Like I would say, get a gentle. Uh, go to some. Uh, every single website right now is having sales. Like even Nordstrom, uh, all their beauty stuff. But like Kiehl's is a really easy place to start, or some skincare brand that you already know. Like get a gentle cleanser. You don't have to wash your face in the morning. Some people do. I'm not one of those people. My skin's already really dry, so I don't feel the need to do that. But wash your face at night with something gentle. Put moisturize your face with like a cream and then also put on eye cream. And then the other thing I will say is wear sunscreen, like probably not a super important right now as you're working from home, but if you're commuting and walking outside at all, any point during the day, go get some like super goop 35 SPF, put it on your face in the morning. Every single person should be putting on sunscreen. That's the absolute number one way to stop getting aging. What about moisturizer uh, with some SPF in it? Cause yeah, that, that works great. Okay. A lot of those things will have like daily moisturizer, like an Aveeno with SPF 30 in it. Do that, put it on your face, but then do a different moisturizer at night, like do a night cream. Um, if you want to get like really intense, you could like start using some serums or toner, but like keep it simple for now. Wash your face, moisturize, put on eye cream at night in the morning, put on sunscreen or some sort of SPF. That's all this guy needs to do. I think girls like I I'm in the camp of like less is more, but I've started to get more into using different serums and vitamin C and all these other things on my face. But you also like I don't feel the need to do a 20 step skin routine every night because I don't have the time or the patience for that. And other people do great for them. But I've always like kind of subscribed to the like as long as I'm doing this, I'll feel good about it later. And so I think those four things just start. And then I, the other thing I'll say too, is there's a lot of brands that market towards men. And I kind of think that's bullshit. Like just buy normal stuff that's for your skin type. So if you have dry or oily skin, like buy something for that, but you don't need to like go get the kills man brand, whatever, like, Normal facial cleanser is going to be the exact same as some other brands like men's facial cleanser. It's all the same ingredients. It's just packaged for men. So I'm a, I, I'm a sucker for, for that. I, I, I so as well. like, because I, yeah. I think you feel stupid, like buying something with roses on it, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I mean, you, there's a huge spectrum of skincare. You can start from like the drugstore of Vino, Neutrogena, whatever. And then you can go all the way up into like creme de la mer, for $250 for like an ounce or like a half an ounce. So start small, like use one. I, I like the best way I think to do it is to get on some website. Like even if you're a male, like Sephora or Ulta or Birchbox and like go by the reviews, go by like the highest reviewed products and see what people say about it and do it that way. Easy. There it is. Let's do a voicemail. There well. it is. Here we go. What's up, guys? Will in South Carolina here. Um, so I'm getting married May 16th, and 
me and the me and the lads were supposed to go on my bachelor party April 24th through 26th. But with everything going on right now, we had to cancel. So my question is, should I try to squeeze one in like a week before the wedding, or should we do like a guys trip later in the year? What would you guys do? Love the pod. Thanks for all you do. A week before the wedding will be in May. That's going to be out of the question. No one's traveling in May. Um, I got to think that this guy's wedding in May has now been rescheduled to a later date, right? Either that or they're doing like a uh, a very, very like private situation. Ceremony. Yeah. Like them two and, and, you know, they're efficient. Like that's it. In one right. Um, well, I thought you could speak to this, obviously, since uh, you, we not because of coronavirus, but your bachelor party, like the whole plan kind of got, well, we had the original we were, plans to do it in June, yeah. right? But of course, yeah. the wedding got moved up, and now we have to move the bachelor party back because of coronavirus. So, yeah. thankfully, uh, we moved the, the wedding up. And I always knew moving the wedding up was going to make things weird for the bachelor party because you know I was going to have it after I was married. Um, I didn't. I have had. I had zero planning uh, responsibilities with the bachelor party, and so my best my best man, you know, who was doing it all, he hit me up last week and was like, "Hey, what do you think?" And I had already been thinking about it. It was already something I had pretty much come to a decision on. But I said, you know, I, I'm totally okay with canceling it. The last thing I wanted was for people to worry about traveling during this time, um, planning out their schedules. And most importantly, the last thing I wanted for pe people to worry about was money over that time. I mean, I've, months ago yeah. when we started talking about this, everything was fine and dandy. Like spending the money to go to Lake Tahoe in June was, you know, not going to be like be that big of a deal. But now with, you know, circumstances are changing for a lot of people. And I don't want to be the reason that somebody's having to pinch pennies, especially during a miserable time when they're in quarantine. There's just so many other things to worry about right now that getting drunk on a golf course in Lake Tahoe just probably shouldn't be at the top of that list. Yeah. Uh, so for this guy, I would just, there's no, there's no harm. I mean, obviously everybody's going to understand. And for the reasons Will just mentioned, uh, not wanting to travel and saving money and all that kind of stuff. Just wait for a time when it's more appropriate, like for the fall or something. And you can, uh, you know, the, the beach is always there. Whatever you guys want to do, um, just just hold on. It's, it's fine. I mean, it have, this is a very weird time in, you know, pretty much all facets of life are being affected by it. So it's not a big deal. Everyone's going to get it. Just push it back. When it, when it comes to bachelor parties and just the, the pageantry of weddings and things like that, you know, the way that we did our wedding and moving it up and downsizing and doing, just doing all these things, it made me realize how dumb the traditions are with weddings just in general. And so having the mind, having my mindset right now, like, you know what, if we need to do a guy's trip to San Diego in early December to, to have some fun and get this bachelor party knocked out, so be it. It doesn't really matter. Like, it's not like a bachelor party is something where you go like get a free pass to do whatever you want. Like I'm still just getting drunk with my friends at a cool location. So yeah. whether I'm married while I'm doing that or not, it's not going to affect that because I'm still going to go to bed alone and, and, uh, you know, drink on a golf course. It's, it's not that, that big of a deal. Yeah. I mean, the only, the only guarantee about your bachelor party is it's definitely still going to happen in some capacity. Yeah. Your boys, going, your boys are not going to let that slip through the cracks. So don't worry no. about like your buddies being like not into it after the fact. No, everyone is always down for a bachelor party. You'll be and good. like, especially now. I mean, you were going to have one after we got married before all this happened anyway. And I think people double understand with all of coronavirus stuff happening. Oh yeah. Things are going to be random. And I also said this the other 
day about other weddings. Like people are going to want to travel and see each other and celebrate when this is over. So yeah. if you have to have it after you're already married, you do it after you're already married or you, you know, you don't have the original plans you had. It's going to be fine. Are we all just going to go crazy after this? After this yeah, is over, we, gonna- <laughs> we bought we bought cancelable or cancelable is that a word? We bought know. plane tickets today to go back to Harbor Springs for the end of July because that's the time that we've been planning on going back for a very long time. And I will say, uh, plane ticket prices right now are rock bottom, and yeah, I'm going to exploit that for now because their 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 cancellation policies are also very loose. Yeah, yeah, I still have a um, a Tory Pines trip planned for. Uh, I guess the first weekend of June, I think that it's obviously not going to happen, but I'm still holding on to the hope that might as well. uh, we can still make that trip. Yeah, might as well. It's it's Southwest, so they have the, their policy. You can cancel whenever and just get a credit yeah. back, so that's nice. Uh, real quick, let's talk real back before we get to the next question. They have face masks available for sale right now at cost, which is a very cool thing that they're doing. Uh, not eligible, unfortunately, for our promo code because they are sold at cost, but go to roback.com, R-H-O-B-A-C-K, Dot com and check out their face masks. Of course, you can hop on there and get some other stuff too. I think they have some master steam uh, shirts going on right now that are pretty tight. So check that out. And again, 20% off at checkout with Rosie20 is the promo code. R-O-S-I-E-2-0 for 20% off, excluding the masks, of course. Well, it's fire on the site right now as I look at it. I'm also just a big fan of sitting on my couch in a quarter zip in shorts uh, at all times. So, I mean, if there's ever a time to get a QZ from Rollback, it's right now. Did you see the Azalea, the shirt? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. It is sick. It's du- it's dope. It is. Rosie 20, 20% off. You'd love to see it. Yeah. You guys ready for this next question? Mm-hmm. Yes. It's another long one. It's another mouthful. Uh, Dylan, Sally, and Will, I'm five months into a relationship and I'm no longer into it. Everything is in place for an easy breakup. We live an hour apart and there's zero overlap between our friend group so a clean break is very possible. However, she struggles with depression, has a history of self-harm and attempted suicide. Every time I work up the courage to break things off, she seems to be at a low and I hesitate. There's no one in sight and I fear that this cycle will make me resent her more and more since I'm not happy in the relationship yet I feel trapped. How can I navigate this? Am I being unrealistic thinking that breaking up with her might push her to do something terrible to herself? This is a tough one. Um, it's look, tough. I think because of her history with self-harm and mental illness that maybe because of what's going on right now, I don't know what her work situation is like, um, but everyone is just kind of like uh, vulnerable for, you know, mental breakdowns during all this. So maybe hold off a little bit uh, just for her sake. Um, then again, it's, it's like, it's not your responsibility. I get that, but um I don't know. It's it's just not the best time, I think. Uh, go ahead, Sally. I mm, kind of disagree. I think okay. like his happiness matters too. And I I get where he's coming from. I don't think he's being unrealistic at all and thinking that breaking up with her could send her into a spiral. Um, and I'm glad he's at least thought about that and is not being selfish and is trying to take into consideration like her past history, her struggle with mental illness, all that. Um, the thing I would say is like, if you're unhappy, you shouldn't stay in a relationship. Even if like your, you know, choices may cause someone else to do something 
not great. I think there is a way probably to handle this that hopefully, you know, I, I personally always subscribe to like, you should do what makes you happy and like in the best interest of everyone else, but also you don't have to stay in something just because you're like worried about her. Um, hopefully it sounds like he's like saying they don't have any zero like overlap between friends, but like if he knows a friend or like her parents or a sibling or something that like he can break up with her and then continue checking up on her, like let one of them know like, Hey, we broke up. I'm concerned about her. Like, will you just make sure she's okay? Like I get what you're saying about maybe waiting, but I also think like, it sounds like he's like been trying to do it and can't. And yeah, I don't know. I just don't know that mental illness is really difficult. And I think a lot more people struggle with it than people, you know, than we realize I had a pretty um, serious bout of anxiety and depression when I was in school, just like situational. And I have told many people that I think that getting help with a counselor and a doctor is very important. So, I mean, there's like a lot of factors that play into this. Like, is she, does she see a therapist often? Because like, I would feel better like breaking up with her. If you know, he knew that like, she's going to see a mental health counselor on the regular, you know, there's like a lot of different things. Like when's the last time? I don't know. And I think a lot of people are going to start struggling with that or if they're not already based on all this stuff, like being at home, leading to depression, things like that. So I don't know. This is difficult. And I'm really glad that he's thinking about her and like not being. Yeah. He just sounds like a good dude. Uh, I do agree with you that when it comes to relationships and prioritizing your own happiness, like you can absolutely be selfish. You you can and absolutely should be selfish and right. do what you need to do, um, you know, without hurting someone if you can, if you possibly can. But you got to do what you can to make yourself happy. So right. um, I just think, you know, it's, it's not I say maybe hold off because of everything's going on right now. And it's not like he can jump right back, right back into dating. So you're not missing out on right. anything yet, you know. So. I don't know. I would, I would just consider maybe feeling her out. Maybe part of her struggles have to do with what's going on in the world right now. So, right. I don't know. Feel it out, I guess, but this is a tough situation. Any way you look at it. I mean, and it's always, always acceptable to consult a professional about this because like he's part of her struggle now too. So if he went to a counselor and was like, my girlfriend struggles with depression, I, want to break up with her, but I'm worried about her. Like somebody who is a licensed mental health professional could probably help you a little bit better than we can. Um, and give you the right tools to like of how to proceed if they, you know, especially if you're worried about her hurting herself, because that's kind of your duty to make somebody else aware of that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't envy the position that you're in, sir. This is a tough one, but yeah, you got to look after yourself, too. Don't forget that. Let's do the next one. It's a voicemail. Here we go. Hey, Melon Crew. It's George from Florida here. Um, I'm working from home, as most of the Americans. Amer- wow, that was weird. Anyway, working from home. One is too early to crack open a beer. Today, it was 11 a.m. Tomorrow, I'm shooting for 10 Maybe Friday, I'll shoot for nine. 
What are your thoughts? Thanks. Bye. Airport rules. Yeah. Airport rules right now. Not everything goes. Rules well, are all rules with this caveat. If it's affecting your ability to work from home, you probably shouldn't be doing airport rules. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, don't get don't get annihilated at, at you know one in the afternoon if you're on the clock or supposed to be like right. you know, plugged in and working. But you can cr- you can crack a beer at, at noon if you want to on a on a Wednesday. What, I, what's the problem with that? Me, like this is a little different, like I said, because like right now I have a day off, so. I could treat that like a weekend if I wanted and like drink this morning. And I think that's fine. But I do think maybe maintaining some boundaries between like what your, you know, home life and professional life is. And so you don't want to be pounding drinks in the morning if you're going to have to get on a conference call or something. So I, I don't think anybody, I agree with you, Dylan airport rules, like no one's going to, or no one should judge you on when you're drinking. Like that's your prerogative. Do what you want. But I also think in order to maintain like your own sanity and like professional work schedule, like set boundaries, be like, okay, I'm going to get these things done and then I can have a drink and then I can like have a beer, but make sure that you're taking care of what you need to take care of before you do anything. Cause airport rules is like, you're at an airport cause you're traveling somewhere like, or a golf course or something, you're not usually, unless you're like traveling to a meeting, not going to do professional activities later that day. Yeah. You know, let me also say this. I think that, uh, for everyone at home, and then I know that it's a, it's an easy time to drink and to slip into that kind of daily habitual thing. You should, you should take a couple of days off here and there just to check yourself and make sure you aren't slipping into, you know, some really bad habits that might affect you even after the lockdown is lifted. Because Absolutely. this is a really oh, yeah. easy time to pick up bad habits. And if you do start drinking at, you know, 10, 11 o'clock every day, um, you might continue to do that even after we're done with this thing. And that's going to be a bad situation. Exactly. You know how I know I'm getting old? How? Tell us. Getting, dr- getting drunk and doing work just sounds absolutely terrible. Like, <laughs> there's no part of me wants to have one or two beers and then work all day. Like, working with a buzz is worse than working sober. I, it- I'm the same way. Once I have alcohol, it kind of, it just kind of kills my motivation to do anything. Yeah. And honestly, like getting part of the reason I like drinking is the social aspects of it. Like if I'm not going out, I'm not going to get that drunk in my apartment with just Sally here. Yeah. And so my drinking is not even going up that much because I don't have anywhere to go drink. I can't go to a restaurant and have a few drinks with you guys. I'm just sitting in my apartment and I'd rather be relaxing in my apartment than drunk or hungover. I think for this guy and everyone else, like do you like do what's going to make you happy. Do what is in your best interest. Do what you can and be productive. But like Dylan said, like take breaks, do a couple days. Like for like Will and I have talked about this. I think you will talked about it on circling back, but and because Dave has, but if I like we, if we haven't worked out that day, I'm personally not going to drink or, like if I need to get something done, I'm doing that and then drinking afterwards or even just taking a day off from like having wine because we've had wine six days this week. Mm-hmm. So hell yeah, back and relax because you're at home and there are no rules, but also like check yourself, make sure you're being healthy. Yeah. Life will continue on after this. You don't want to be in bad shape when it's time to actually get real again. Exactly. And keep, keep in mind that a healthy immune system right now is uh, kind of kind of important. Right. I know that's a lame thing to say, but a healthy immune system can go a long way right now for your uh, general well-being. 
Thanks, Dad. Thank Thanks. you. Thank you for that uh, soapbox you let me stand on about uh, your immune system. All right. We got one more, folks. All right. What's up, Malin? I have a question for Sally, but I would appreciate everyone's input as well. I, like Sally, am a healthcare in the healthcare field. I'm a doctor in my first year of residency. Nothing is more annoying in these COVID times than my other healthcare friends taking this opportunity to act as a spokesperson for the CDC on their Instagrams. It's already bad enough to see non-medical people trying to explain what's going on, but now I have friends who trying to do long-form content in white coats on Instagram TV. Sally, how do you suggest I holster my thumbs from DMing these people? Should I just mute their stories until the coast is clear? Love y'all. Bye. Uh, yes, mute them. I, I've kind of struggled with this because I think as a medical professional, people come to me like family or friends asking questions and it's easy for me to start getting, you know, start basically just a long winded explanation of everything that's happening. I hope that I've come off as making it clear that I am not an epidemiologist. I'm not a public health official. Anything I'm saying is not, you know, what you should abide by if uh, the CDC or the who or whoever else is telling you something else. Right. So I do, I follow some people on Instagram as well who are taking this opportunity to get on the high horse. And I absolutely agree that we should be following the directions of the CDC. So staying at home, washing our hands, not being out in public, all those things that they've told us for weeks to do um, that had you told me that I would be on board with a month ago, I would be surprised because I think a month ago I was telling people to just be okay and calm down and wash their hands, which was clearly taking it a little too lightly. Um, I, I applaud this person for not taking it as an opportunity to make it about themselves. And cause I think, I think there are people who are out there who are trying to do good, but then there are definitely people that probably don't have a leg to stand on. But the fact that they went to medical school and have only been a doctor for a year or a nurse or whatever that are like getting on a soapbox, telling people what to do. The problem with and this then, for me, as someone who's obviously not in the medical industry is that I want I want information from people who truly know what they're talking about. But right. if if I if I hop on the internet and there's just this oversaturation of information from people who claim to be you know you know on all different parts of the medical field, I I, I tend to just tune it all out because I, I don't know who to listen to, who to trust. I wish there was a way of like designating like, okay, this person absolutely knows what the hell they're talking about. And I want that information, but there's just so much, there's so much of this going on that it just kind of ruins it for me. Ruins the whole. Oh, absolutely. It's experience. an information overload. It's un yeah. it's honestly unhealthy in my opinion to, to have that constant stream of theory and news and everything just mixed together. I don't think it's healthy for any of us to have that constant update of what's going on with coronavirus. Uh, just because so few people actually have the good information that can help us. Right. And so if I'm getting a constant stream, like if, if my Twitter feed is just filled with a bunch of people doing it, like I'm definitely going to get rid of those people. If I'm yeah. getting a bunch of texts from people, I'm going to say something like, I don't, I, I can't do this. I can't constantly harp on this when I know that I'm personally taking the appropriate measures. And as long as I know that I'm doing that, I don't need the constant updates regarding stuff. And I don't need to look at your content of you trying to like 
be proud of yourself because you know you think you know what's going on more than everybody else. And that sucks for the people who actually know what they're talking about and want in our you know it just dilutes out what they're yeah because you're like all right well dude I just heard this a different version of this from like six other people and I don't know who to believe at this point so it sucks for you know for on that that front too. Good on this person for not doing it themselves. I think the best way to handle this is to mute your med school friends and other fellow residents who are like taking this opportunity to get on a high horse and tell everyone else what to do. Personally for me, I am answering questions when asked. And most of the time I'm trying to point people towards resources that I have found helpful. So one of the things that I did is I, um, subscribe to the daily emails from the Johns Hopkins center for health security. It's like what I'm following anyway for updates and things like that. Um, and they send like a daily briefing email because I don't have time to like mm -hmm. watch all the White House briefings and things like that. To me, that's like a synced way to take in information. That's what I'm looking at for the day. And then I'm like kind of ignoring everything else. Um, and I get it through work too. I get a lot of stuff. So I'm doing my best to not try to overload people and share a bunch of stuff unless I just hear something completely egregious that somebody says via text. And I'm like, that's just simply not true. Like, this is such, we've already struggled with fake news. And I don't think that a lot of these people in healthcare who are trying to put out these informational videos are trying to propagate fake news. But at the same time, unless that's their actual field of study, like the, maybe you shouldn't be commenting on it, you know? Um, Absolutely. I, the only thing I actually seek out is just the, uh, the, pu uh, the public information that they have through the city of Austin about the confirmed cases and deaths yeah. in Austin. And I'm using that as my barometer for pretty much everything. I mean, I I'm seeing all these news, all the news about what to do and precautions and new developments and things like that. But I just want to be able to look at it and think to myself like, well, you know, confirmed cases went down yesterday. We're heading the right direction or they skyrocketed. What's going on? What kind of things do I need to do to make sure that I'm very, very safe? Right. I think I, I think the important thing here is regardless of whether or not you're in the healthcare field, just be cognizant of what your role is in this. And like if you're maybe an oversharer or like a doomsday or I I think people have taken either like being completely ignorant to this or like going full throttle and like sending every article they can find about how, you know, there's this cure and there's this and there's this like there's so much information out there and that's how this pandemic is so different from any other thing we've ever experienced because of social media and how fast news is traveling. So I applaud this guy. Just mute those people. And for everyone else, like find a source that you trust and check it as frequently as you like so that you are up to date on what recommendations you should be following, but try not to inundate yourself with a bunch of information or like, I had to stop myself last night. I was on Twitter and just like went down a wormhole about, you know, something about Spain. And I just like, I don't need to know about all this right now. Like I need to do me. I'm going to self-isolate. I'm going to go to my job. I'm going to wash my hands. I'm going to do what's important that I need to do to stay safe and keep others safe. And that's what I'm going to do. And it, it's just like any other thing, like a presidential election or anything like that. Like the more that these people are consuming all of these different like resources and platforms gives other people the opportunity to like have a platform themselves. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I don't know this, the, I, 
I really love this question because it annoys me too. And I <laughs> do it and I, I can imagine I that no one has thought that I've come out off that way. And if I have, please let me know. Cause I would like to, uh, remedy that. Cause I, oh, I don't I, think so. I want to answer the questions that I can answer, but at the same time, like I want to just point people in the right direction for the right information or that what I, what information I feel is accurate, you know? Yeah. But not right. be the, another group text being like my brother, uh, friends, girlfriends, sister, blah, blah, blah. Like, I hate that. People need oh, to stop. I, 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 I stopped reading right there. Yeah. I, I don't, we don't, I don't need to hear that. about your semi connection to the CDC. Like just go need- to the CDC website. Yeah, I'm not doing second, third, and fourth hand information. Hey, quick <laughs> side note, we have apparently a storm rolling in right now. Dave oh, yeah. is just blowing us up about it. He is so excited. Nothing gets that dude more hyped than a storm coming in. I mean, it's so sunny right now, but I guess we must be. Oh, it's coming. You just wait. Right a low pressure system. It it's is uh, coming. Forecast right now. Okay, well, this summer, <laughs> there, there are shadows, so thus there is light. All right, folks. Unless, cozy out then. Unless either of you have a bonus question, we are finished. I don't have a bonus question this week. I'm sorry. Can I ask a bonus question just yes. for Dylan? Yeah, what's up? Dylan, what's for dinner tonight? Um, I, I actually don't know yet. I need to figure that out. I, right. If I cook something here, I'm going to have to go to the store, which I don't want to do. So I might be picking something up tonight. I don't you have always, parts. You always have the backup of a smoothie as well. Right. I do have that. I have that on deck at all times, but I don't have parts tonight. So I can kind of uh, get away with, you know, mailing it in for dinner, which uh, I may end up doing. Yeah. So we'll see. I'll keep you updated. Though, will. All right, guys. Well, I had fun. Did you guys have fun? Always. Had a great time. Well, good. Everyone stay safe. Uh, stay yes, warm. please stay at home. Uh, again, the hotline number is 888-362-MAIL. That's 888-362-6245. You can also write in at the link in the Twitter bio, at Mail and Podcast. Thanks, guys, and we will talk to you next week. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.